I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Brian, we've got a great show tonight. Yes, we have a very big show tonight, or today, or this week, whenever you're listening to Weekend, this podcast. Weekend, wherever it is, yes. Um, this is going to be a big one, and um, it's... Our second annual uh, UK Fest. Yeah, the Twin Peaks UK Fest. They just for had, us, yeah, second annual. Second, I mean, for them, they've been, I don't remember what number we're up to, six or seven wow. here. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so I mean, last weekend, they had the, the Twin Peaks uh, UK Fest, and I thought this would be a good time to talk to some people about it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Before we be, begin the show, I want to mention uh, Drupal's uh, new podcast. Yes. Counter Esperanto. Um. Me and him have been uh, talking over Facebook for the last couple of weeks, and um, I know you and myself, we, we sit at the same time, but we hope to have him and his co-host maybe on the podcast in 2017. Yeah, let's try for 2017 to get him on, to talk with them. And I, I So I've listened to the podcast, their first show, Yeah, and uh, I really like it. I think they, they work really good together. It's really uh, a, a whole different flavor to a uh, podcast. I thought they did a great job. They mentioned us several times. Awesome. Which, thank you. Thanks for the shout-outs. Yes. That was really cool. And I think at the end they mentioned a few other community podcast and they mentioned us again and that was really really cool nice so, i yeah. i have them in my podcast right. uh bin of ready to be listened to i've listened to it yet but i will now i can't i don't know if it's because of all the shout outs or it's because of the mood i've been for the past week with uh politics and all that but i've listened to it twice in the last week this podcast wow yeah so i listened to it and then i thought and thought about it. it's like i gotta hear it again and i listened bring a lot of good ideas out there and you that's awesome check it out cool counter esperanto so ben we're going into we, we have a string of interviews today, mm. a string of them. And who is on the docket first? Ishbel Beanson. From the UK. Very exciting. Most of them, I think, are going to be from the UK. So this yes. is our international <laughs> uh, podcast here. It is. So I guess uh, we'll get into it. So thanks so much for both of you for being here. Ian, for the second time, Chris for the first. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you. Um, and generally 
start just by talking about how you were first cast, what the process was like, how you got the gig, um, and how you found it. I was, um, I went to college with, uh, with, with Mark Frost at the University of Minnesota. Go Gophers. How many Gophers do we have out here? Okay, not very many. Okay. I saw um, Eraserhead, yeah. I didn't understand it at all, but I was really, uh, I smoked a lot of dope before I went there. That's before dope was, was legal in California. Now it's legal, so they want you to read two roles. Um, they want you to go for Jacques and for um, Hank Jennings. And I went, man, I mean, Ian knows, you know, two roles, shit, I mean, I gotta learn both of these things, two completely different guys. So I had, a Steve, I had a friend of mine, Steve, who I worked with in Berlin, right, who did 13 years in San Quentin for armed robbery and attempted murder. <laughs> he was innocent. <laughs> but he did 13 years. Um, so I thought, well, that's pretty much Hank, because Steve was charming and uh, he was a and liar and he was a felon and he would eat your lunch. So I went running. In the morning I got back and my agent goes, are you going to go to this thing you haven't confirmed to Twin Peaks? And I said, I don't understand a razor head. And it's like too heavy for me. I don't get it. She said, please just go. I said, I had it all. I'll call you an hour. So she calls me back in an hour and she says, are you going? And I said, oh, God. I'll go, but I'll only read for one of those guys. We'll just go. So I go there. And so um, Okowitz is sitting in the room, right? And I said, hey, man, what's up? He goes, just do my thing. I said, what are you reading for? He says, Jacques. I said, well, they got me reading for Jacques and Tank. But I said, I can't, I mean, you're, you're Jacques. So I went in and then they said, okay, well, first we're gonna do Jacques. And I said, no, we're not gonna do Jacques at all because Jacques's sitting out there. I'll read for Hank, okay? And they went, okay, so then I did. And then they called me and they gave me the gig. with Ishbel. Hi, Ishbel. Hi. So, you, last weekend, you got to go to the Twin Peaks UK Fest. How was that? It was brilliant, um, as always. I always enjoy it. It's become a highlight of my year. Um, and yeah, once again, they pulled off another amazing day for us all, and I couldn't say a bad word about it. It was just incredible. I really enjoyed it. Cool. And can you tell us, can you kind of walk us through the day? Like what you did and who you saw, and uh, and I believe you, uh, you dressed up. Yeah, so um, I got there very early. The doors opened at half past nine, and it was great because as soon as I arrived, I saw people in the queue who I know hmm. from years of going to the festival. So it's great to catch up with everyone. Um, it was a really terribly rainy day, but as soon as we were inside, that was it. And it was the most spectacular venue. It's really old town hall that was just full of corridors and small rooms. And it was really beautiful. And they decorated it to look like the Great Northern Hotel. Awesome. And wow. it just had the most authentic Twin Peaks feel about it. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, the day started with lots of coffee, unlimited donuts. There was donuts <laughs> everywhere. Um, so I definitely indulged, and there was the most amazing merchandise stand, and then we all queued to get into the main hall where they were um, showing, like, the pilot and Firewalk With Me and all the shows that they had on during the day. And the hall was just spectacular. We all walked in, and everyone was gasping because it was all 
dark and like lit up really mm. atmospherically and um and yeah then the day just carried on from there there was signings with the um guest stars there was cabaret and burlesque performances mm. screenings it was really good and have you attended before yeah so i think this is my fifth time at the uk festival wow. um I just go every year now. I don't think they'll ever be able to stop me from coming back because <laughs> it's, for me personally, it's grown from being just, you know, a Twin Peaks event to you, the people that go, you get to know so many people over the years. Mm. So it becomes a bit of a family thing. And I think that's now what brings me back more and more. Cool. And I know they, they showed, you mentioned the pilot and Firewalk With Me, and I think they showed some of the uh, Twin Peaks episodes. I would love to have seen it on the big screen, and that's not something, a lot of venues can't even show the uh, the TV show. So it's I know, I know that uh, the, the UK Fest has a partnership with CBS, so they're able to show these uh, the TV show. Did you watch any of this? Um, I've got to be honest, this is really terrible, but I didn't watch the pilot. And the reason was that I'd watched it the night before because mm. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Um, pilot came on and I watched about 15 minutes to get me in the mood. But there was so much going on and so much. The venue was huge and there were so many rooms to discover and things to explore that I went off and um, had a look around when it was still quiet and took some pictures and things like that. They had... Um, you know, three or four different bars. They had a special bar for the VIP guests that was mm. really cozy. They had someone doing Twin Peaks tattoos. Cool. Um, they had an art gallery. So, yeah, I, I did some exploring rather than watch the pilot, but I did watch the short films, which were really good, really mm. interesting. And it, I think one of the pictures you took of was a manicure. Did you get, did you get a manicure while you were there? Um, yeah, well, they um, they do Twin Peaks manicures every year. Um, there's, there's a great thing at the festival. There's a lot of um, raising money for cancer charities. Mm. And the Twin Peaks manicure is one pound, and they give you a letter on your ring finger, the same as Laura Palmer. Mm. Um, so the lady who was doing the manicure, she was dressed up as the log lady, and I asked her log, to select a letter for me, and it gave me letter R, just like Laura. So nice. I had a little, <laughs> I had a little letter R um, manicured onto my finger. <laughs> that's awesome. So it looks like it's under your fingernail. That's right? cool. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to tell us who you dressed up as, or, or, or yeah, what your costume was this yeah. year? Um, so yeah, they do encourage people to come dressed in costumes, and every year there's definitely. Um, a few people who make the most amazing effort and some really obscure costumes like people think really outside the box. Um, this year I came dressed in a double R diner uniform, hmm. um, doing my best impression awesome. of Norma, ah. um, <laughs> which I think Chris Mulkey um, appreciated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I came dressed up as double R diner waitress and my sister came dressed as Nadine. Ah. Um, and I think it's really fun to um, dress up. A lot of people make effort and everyone looks really good. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I saw your uniform and for some reason right away I was thinking Shelly Johnson because I always think, I mean, I always associate the, the blue uniform with Shelly. But of course, Norma, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You've got, you're blonde, right? And, and, or you're... And that makes sense. Well, yeah, but everyone kept saying Shelly, but I was thinking, yeah, but she wears a hat. It's uh, all about the details. Shelly wears a little hat in her hair, and I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris was there, so of course I was going to say I was Norma. Yeah. yeah. So you got to meet uh, 
uh, Ian and Chris, uh, who play Hank and Dick. Can you tell us about that experience yeah. of meeting them? It was fantastic. They were so much fun. Um, I met Ian first, and he is just the most charming, dapper gentleman, just mm. like Dick Tremaine. Um, he's really handsome, and he's really stylish. <laughs> and I'd actually met him before because he'd been to the UK festival um, a couple years ago, and he asked me my name, and I said, oh, my name's Ishbel, and he said, Ishbel, I remember you. And I was wow. like, no, you don't. He was like, of course I do. And I thought, but you're such a charmer. <laughs> nice. So he, he is exactly as you'd imagine Dick Tremaine, but more stylish and more charming. Yeah. And um, I knew Chris was going to be a lot of fun because when we were standing in the queue waiting for our turn, he was getting out his guitar and playing songs. Mm. And you could see he was just, spending so much time talking to everyone they both did and that's the nicest thing about it i was talking to the security guard who's managing the signing session and he said he's been to other signing sessions for different things before and sometimes it's just a signature and move along Hmm. but both of them spent so much time genuinely chatting and having a connection with everyone and getting to know them and chris was just like a rock star he let someone Right, um, Hank on his knuckles, and <laughs> he, was, he kept like getting out his guitar, and he was just so much fun. I got a big hug off him, so Aww. it was really good. What was your favorite part of uh, of the fest this year? Um, it's really hard to say uh, one favorite thing. I think the thing I like most about the festival in general is that each year it's different. Um, they had it because they have different venues every year, so each year has its own unique unique feel. Hmm. Um, so it's it, you always come away with just an experience. Um, the day just rushes by, even though it's a really really long day full of different things. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the Double R Club. They're a cabaret burlesque club who do lynching inspired performances, and they really capture the essence of Twin Peaks but they kind of focus on like the darker elements Mm. and um, they did two different shows in the day all with different acts and they I really love watching their stuff so it was great seeing them and can you tell me more about them I think last year they did like they used they did the train car which I thought was really impressive they did the sycamore trees and and the train car that was amazing that was something I mean I wasn't there but what I saw was amazing what was the theme or how did the um, performance go this year well I think they very much had to adapt to the venue so Mm. it was very big stage in this big um, hall and cabaret usually you know it's very intimate and on a smaller scale so i think they were um i was talking to them beforehand and they were saying that you know they weren't sure how it would go because it's such a big space and you know they're performing in the middle of the day when usually it's the kind of thing that you'd see in the, in the evening um but because it was dark and atmospheric the the sound that they use is always really um it just works really well and gets you right in the mood, brings you right to where you should be. Hmm. And all of the performers, um, Benjamin Lush, who hosts it all, he just brings you right to that place that you're supposed to be to have the experience that they want you to have. Yeah. And they have a real mixture of kind of dark and almost trying to bring you out of your comfort zone performances. And then there's some comedy acts. One that I really enjoyed was... um, Julie Cruise ship, 
which mm. was a um, a singer who was singing Julie Cruz's songs, but in the style of like a campy cruise ship performer. <laughs> um, and it was just, I just wasn't expecting it at all. And it was hysterical. I couldn't stop laughing. Wow. Um, That's clever. Yeah, it's a real variety and it's very um, creative and really interesting to watch. Cool. I feel like, like one day, one day feels like it's not enough time. Did you feel like this could have been spread out, or do you enjoy just having this experience in one day? Well, last year they did a weekend, and I really, really enjoyed that, and I would do another weekend. I think mm. um, when you have a weekend, you don't feel so rushed to cram everything in. Yeah. And because for me personally, having having been able to get to know so many people over the years and build friendships with them, you also feel that you need to devote time to just catching up with people and chatting, which I really mm. enjoy as well. So I think I would definitely be up for another weekend. But at the same time, it's a really long day. And by the end of the day, everyone started to have a drink and have a real laugh. And <laughs> I mean, I went to bed at about two in the morning. Wow. Um, but at the same time, I would be exhausted if we had gone into another day. But I definitely wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, you know, I, I associate you on Twitter as the Blue Rose because I think that's uh, you title yourself as. So I always think of whenever I see you uh, t- tweeting or retweeting, I always like, oh, it's the Blue Rose. <laughs> yeah. And you, ha- you have My a blog. blog. <laughs> yeah, that's your blog. You're, the blog is theblurose.co.uk. Can you share us a little bit? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that blog. Yeah, well, it's just a little fan blog. Um, I just, I always liked writing when I was a student. I wrote for student newspaper and that kind of thing. And I'm not a student anymore, but I missed writing. And I, I really wanted to start a blog and I couldn't think of what I would write about. So I thought I would be so bored to write about myself because there's nothing interesting to say, really. And then I realized the thing I'm most passionate about is Twin Peaks. So, of course, it's easy to write about that. And I know there's a lot, a lot of Twin Peaks blogs out there, but I feel like I really make mine... Um, London-based, in a way. Mm. I write about the experiences I have going to Twin Peaks events here in the UK and um, places in London that have a bit of a lynching feel, as well as, you know, just talking about Twin Peaks in general. Um, So I try to give it a bit of a different angle in that way. Um, And I'm definitely not as analytical and intelligent as some of the amazing Twin Peaks bloggers and podcasters and um, fans that are out there, but you know, it's just a fun little Twin Peaks space on the internet. <laughs> yeah, don't sell yourself short. I, I enjoy your your, your blog. I'm, I'm checking it out. You you had one here, the seven things we learned from Mark Frost Reddit AMA, and and I think you mentioned us as one of the one of the things that we mentioned. But I, I think it's a really cool uh, blog. And I act, there was one that you were mentioning also about a post on uh, about a bar that with a hidden uh, bookshelf uh, entrance. I thought that was really cool. That's cool. If I if I if Thank I visit, very much. yeah if I visit I'd want to go there but I thought it, it's really cool I hope you I hope you'll post something about the festa on your on your blog I definitely will I've had a really busy week since the festival um, but it's still fresh in my mind so this weekend I'm hoping to sit down and kind of just describe the in, the whole day and the whole experience that I had so definitely have a look at that when I do get out there. Yeah, so remember this. People are listening. Check it out, theblurose.co.uk. In the next week or so, there should probably be a post about the the festival. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Can you tell everybody um, how can they follow you? 
Um, they can find me at, actually, at my Twitter handle is just my real name. So it's Ishbel Beeson, I-S-H-B-E-L-B-E-E-S-O-N. Um, or just find my blog, www.theblueros.co.uk. Um, I've got a Facebook fan page as well. Awesome. Yeah, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. thank you so much for your time, and I, I'm I'm jealous you got to uh, go to the uh, the fest this year. But uh, thank you. Well, you must try and come because it's a really, really, really good experience. I'm thinking about it. I th- I'm, I'm thinking I want to go to the, year, I huh? want to go to the U.S. one first, and then after the U.S. one, I'd like to go to the U.K. That's so. our goal: the U.K. the U.S. first, yep. and then U.K. So it might be 2018, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely do it. I'll see you there. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 I did the obsession, Calvin Klein obsession campaign with Lara Flynn Boyle. And uh, David directed it, was directing it, and I got cast to do that. And it was over, it was actually over a weekend, and I'd never met uh, David before. And the first thing he said to me, he walked up and said, Gosh, you'd make a great dick. <laughs> So I like got home and Monday morning rolled around. I called my agent. I said, I, you know, I did that commercial with David Lynch, and he said I have to go see him Tuesday. And he said, Yeah, they just called you to go see him. He's got something he wants you to do. So there was Twin Peaks. So that's how I got. That's how I became a good dick. <laughs> phone with Andreas, the author of TV Peaks. Hey, Andreas. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Great. I know we're, we're, doing, we're talking uh, Twin Peaks UK Fest, which you got to attend last weekend. You lucky duck. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a great festival again this year. I suppose it's sort of the American uh, festival, although uh, I suppose because Lindsay, Lindsay Bowden, who is the festival a producer or director in uh, in in the UK, she, she she of course she can't she doesn't have the surroundings that they mm. do in Snoqualmie, so so she'll have to sort of compensate and uh, and she does that pretty well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's an, it's a very interesting venue. Um, it was sort of moved to a different venue this year than last uh, mm. for the last year, but it has this. It had the same kind of quality to it. There are different rooms. In some of the rooms, you can go and see screenings of the pilot episode, or mm. uh, there was a screening of Blue Velvet Revisited. Yeah. And some different short films, and Scott Ryan's uh, documentary that was also shown in the U.S., I suppose. Yeah, right. Uh, and then um, there were some different, uh, you know, as there always uh, are when we're dealing with. Um, with Twin Peaks festivals, there are some different uh, interesting stuff going on. We had some double art club and people performing, uh, and you could go to the Roadhouse and have a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nice. there was, of course, a, Q, a Q&A section that took place in sort of the biggest room uh, in, in, at the venue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of different elements, just as you'd expect. Uh, we also sort of finished it off with a quiz, although not in the same way as the Josh Eisenstadt trivia quiz that you have in the U.S., but again, with a sort of trivia-like element to it. Ah. So um, more or less, I suppose, it's, it's very similar to the American Festival, but given that they don't have 
the surroundings. You can't go to the different places where they shot Twin Peaks. Mm. And she sort of has to be more creative in her choice of uh, of things that are going to happen at the venue, and I think she does that pretty pretty well. Definitely, yes. So you mentioned screenings, and you happen to uh, have a screening of your video essay that you uh, did at the fest. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, um, uh, one of them, uh, I kind of, kind of was dumbfounded when I found out that, that uh, one of my audiovisual essays was chosen for screening because most of those uh, screenings are fictional films that are Twin Peaks or David Lynch inspired mm. in some way, uh, tour only that you may know, uh, Norwegian uh, filmmaker and mm. uh, uh, or he, he's filmmaker and he, he works with something else too. But he had a few short films there, and there were some other short films and <clears throat> some music videos and a lot of different things that were fictional in nature, and they all were related in, in terms of tone or content with Twin Peaks. Some of them even used, you know, bottle music. And then we had Scott Ryan's uh, documentary, of course, about mm. uh, about. Twin Peaks fans, uh, about his return to uh, to to Snoqualmie, him finally attending the festival, and then for some odd reason, you know, one of my audio audiovisual essays was there too. Uh, it's an audiovisual essay about the visual references and artistry in the works of David Lynch. So it's not even just about Twin Peaks; it's sort of about um, his inspirational influences, and I play. A, around with it. So it's sort of uh, me finding some different potential um, elements of influences and inspiration to the works of David Lynch. And what was the going name back of it? To, going back it's a, well, it's, it's called, um, well, it's called Moving Pictures. So mm. it sort of refers to the way that he talked about his earliest uh, short films oh. uh, as moving paintings. But then I try to, you know, uh, constantly see how images or scenes or shots in his films and in Twin Peaks are, uh, they reflect in different ways mm. some classic paintings and some shots from uh, shots from older movies by Ingmar Bergman and and uh, Anas Vada and uh, Anna Avenir or whatever they might be, Suspiria too by Dario Argento. So, uh, and some of it is just me, you know, playing around with things that might not even be a reference, but that sort of look alike in a way. Uh, and, I, and I'm pretty certain that if I were, you know, uh, show it to David Lynch, he would, he would laugh at it. <laughs> but, um, but that's um, that's what I find. That's one of the things that I find so interesting when dealing with Twin Peaks and uh, David Lynch, and also the new book here by Mark Frost, uh, mm. is that when they sort of invite fans to investigate them deeply and to play around with potential elements of meaning or potential layers of meaning. And even though some of those meanings that we might find aren't really intended, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, because it's, uh, um, it's part of it is that there are open texts that we are supposed to delve into and figure out in each our own way. And mm. So that's what that is about, and I suppose it's because of the visual nature of it, uh, they found it to be s- sort of interesting. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I've really enjoyed your video essays, and people can find that Moving Pictures uh, video essay on the 16 by 9 website. It, yeah, yeah, you could, uh, everyone can find uh, all of the video. I have made uh, a couple of video essays connected specifically to David Lynch and Twin Peaks, uh, and you can find all of them 
at 16 by 9, and they're all free. I mean, we're a non-commercial, non-profit mm. website uh, or, or journal. So um, if people would want to look at them, they can freely do that. But um, of course, the website or the journal is, is, uh, is an academic journal, not particularly related to David Lynch and Twin Peaks. So I, uh, even though there are many elements that I'd like to delve into further in in you know, extra video essays. I don't think that would be possible, at least not at 16 by 9, because, I mean, it can't all be about David Lynch or Twin Peaks. Although I wish you could be. Well, why why not? I mean, but (laughs) I think the other editors would like us to do something that has to do with something else, too. Yes. Well, congratulations on having your video essay at the uh, (laughs) festival. That is wonderful to be able to see it on the big screen with a crowd of people watching it. I think that is awesome. Yeah, it was. It was, that was a yeah, thank you. That was a, an interesting experience. I, I just liked the festival. I, mean, I, I actually, to be honest, I went to, to those screenings primarily to see um, the documentary about uh, about the fans uh, mm-hmm. at the at the U.S. festival. So yeah, the voyage um, Twin Peaks, uh, Scott Ryan's. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I and I quite liked that. So um, so that that was sort of my, my main reason to go to that particular screening. Awesome. Otherwise, I mean, the the Blue Velvet Revisited was very interesting. I hmm. I liked the quiz at the end, and of course, the, the Q&A was a, sort of a main attraction as it <laughs> all, they always are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so did you have something, was there a favorite part of the festival for you? Did, was it something that you really enjoyed the most out of the day? Yeah, well, I think, I don't know if, if you find it to be that way in, in the U.S., but I think um, the main part is meeting people that mm. that you like and that you share an affection with. Uh, that you, we, we sort of, uh, I mean, I suppose even though it's a pretty open-minded uh, mm. um, group of people, it's, st- it's still, um, there aren't that many people that you can just, uh, you know, bump into uh, at your workplace or whatever that, yeah. um, that yeah. are, are quite that into David Lynch and right. Twin So now you you get to meet people that are the same way in nature and, and you sort of get to revisit that, that, that old universe in a yeah, way right. that's so interesting. So just the general tone and feel of it and meeting those people that I like, but the double art club and, uh, and uh, the Blue Velvet Revisited and then Scott Lyons film work, I mm. suppose, were the main attractions for me. I didn't go to see Firewalk with me uh, mm. because I've seen that film over 20 times. So, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. but And then I suppose because I actually had a, a meeting with, uh, with Chris Mulkey uh, before... Yeah, you had breakfast with him, didn't you? You got to have breakfast with him? Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, and so that was a part of the actual festival, of course, but um, for me, that was sort of a, um, that was sort of a high point, I suppose, because uh, I actually had asked him to do an extra sort of interview. I've talked with him before about Twin Peaks, but I haven't talked with him about his entire career, and he's actually mm-hmm. done quite a few interesting films and television shows, so I wanted to talk with him about that, and he he said I could come by to Commodore where he and and, and Ian Buchanan they stayed and mm. uh, I, I went there and you know and we ended up eating breakfast and spending like three hours or so talking wow. about a, a lot of different things I didn't end up get and getting any interview because uh, you can say a lot about Chris Mulkey but you can't say that he is uh, 
I suppose he, he's a little bit aggressive. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> at the Q and A at the Q and A section, he was very aggressive. But then people had also gotten a few drinks at that point. But at breakfast, he was. He, there were some very interesting stories that I would have liked to have taped, hmm. but it never got to that point where it was natural for me to ask him, "Can I tape this conversation?" Yeah. Because. I mean, we also talked about private stuff about him missing his wife, you mm. know, who died. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, but we talked a lot about uh, he. I didn't know that uh, that Warren Frost had been his his teacher back. Something. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Doc Haywood, Mark Frost's dad. That's yeah, cool. He, yeah, he he went he went to school with Mark Frost, and uh, that was also kind of an interesting story. They told me a little bit about Mark Frost and Bob Engels and and Warren Frost as his teacher, and then he talked about uh, well um, how he got into the character of Hank, and there were some mm-hmm. stories that I knew sort of, but also some uh, some stories that I suppose some Twin Peaks fans might know them, but I just didn't know them. So um, those were very interesting stories. It it was just. Uh, the way that it got, you know, put together with uh, his political views about uh, Trump, he's critical of Trump, unsurprisingly, mm. and, and, and his personal private stories that I think I couldn't tape and I couldn't ever uh, put in an interview. Mm. That made it uh, difficult for me to, to do it as an actual interview, but meeting him was certainly a pleasure, and and uh, especially Ian Buchanan's comments at the actual festival uh were pretty interesting. He talked a lot about uh, uh, his work in commercials with mm. David Lynch and how he got from working in commercials to working on Twin Peaks. And, Was that something? Uh, yeah, some of that, the humor in the show. And I think, I mean, that was pretty interesting too. I, had, I hadn't met the two physically before, so... Yeah, uh, that's neat. That's something else. And you were also there selling your book, uh, TV Peaks. Can you tell, share yeah. with the audience more about your book? Yes, well, um, it's a book about Twin Peaks and uh, and modern television drama. So it's it's called TV Peaks. It's really about uh, I'm trying to explore, investigate whether Twin Peaks actually changed television. Some have argued that or said that it's sort of a popular statement. And then Mark Frost has said at one point that he, it didn't change television one iota. Hmm. So I wanted to find out how has Twin Twin Peaks actually impacted or influenced television, and I try to go. Through that history, in a way, looking just as much about, uh, looking just as much on uh, recent television series as on Twin Peaks in particular, and then I try to also look at some of the precursors to Twin Peaks. But uh, so it's sort of a television historical book, but I look uh, specifically at one show and how that potentially impacted television. I don't arrive at any specific conclusion. I think I sort of argue that what has happened. Um, since the 1990s uh, has more to do with structural, systemic, industrial shifts than Mm. with any one particular show, but many of the things that people talk about right now is very cool in television, that they blend genres in an interesting, unique way, that they tell stories that are complex and that are transmedial, that that expand different media. So there's a book connected to the film, connected to the television show and stuff like that. Mm. Those elements are very vividly seen in Twin Peaks, and Twin Peaks was a very early example of it. Uh, Also... 
the way the characters have both dark and light sides, both an evil arc and a good mm. side, and the, the surreal uh, kind of strange elements. And, I mean, so Twin Peaks might uh, more or less inadvertently just have, you know, um, anticipated a lot of the elements that we've seen in television these days. I don't think that it's really on its own changed anything, but it has certainly been a point of inspiration for a, a number of, of younger uh, film and television definitely. directors. And yeah, perhaps it has, sort of, it has sort of pushed some people into the television industry, and by now it's no longer uncool to work in television. I mean, you see a lot of famous film directors and, and, and actors migrating to the television industry. Hmm. Twin Peaks might have, you know, been one of those shows legitimizing television as a medium. And uh, yeah, I mean, we often, when we talk about how cool it was, Twin Peaks, how cool <laughs> it still is, we often talk about it as, look at how cinematic it is. Uh, and so I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, look at how televisual that show was. <laughs> it's a sort of positive statement, right? You would never do that. So, But by now, perhaps, I mean, we actually see films that try to, um, that are inspired by television shows. We actually see films that try to, um, try to look like or uh, steal elements from some of the most interesting television shows. So we're seeing something of a reversal. And uh, it makes complete sense, I think, that Twin Peaks is coming back next year. And yeah. I'm uh, um, looking so much forward to it, I think. Me too. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. yeah definitely. I really enjoy the book. I know I've shared this with you before. I love the history that you put into it. I love the uh, other cultures that I'm not aware of, uh, Scandinavian uh, culture. I love the pictures that you put in. You got in. I mean, a lot of Twin Peaks books aren't able to get pictures, so you don't have a lot of... Yeah, visuals in the books. But you have this great picture of uh, Chris Mulkey with Wendy Robbie. Uh, yeah. Where I think you got Hank in his his biker jacket, and then you've got uh, Nadine in her uh, cheerleading, cheerleading outfit. outfit, and they're kind of like posing with each other. But it's a great picture. I've never seen it anywhere else before. So it's kind of cool to see that in this book. Well, I um, I think I noticed that, that because, I mean, my book, although it's, it's, I have a lot of interviews in it, uh, it's very different from Brad Duke's book, but mm. I noticed that he actually has quite a few pictures in his book. Ah, uh, yeah. Great pictures in his book. Uh, his book is uh, it's printed in a different way than mine. Mm. I think mine has been much more expensive to print, hmm. which also means that I don't make any money on it. Ah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, I mean, um, but actually I saw that he had a lot of images, and I could see that, you know, he had talked to Richard Hoover uh, and, and Richard Deemer about images. Mm. And it was actually pretty easy to get a hold of them and ask them. And they were actually pretty, uh, That's you awesome. know, friendly about it. And the, the, the interesting thing is that they, they, have, they, have not, they have not given any of their rights to CBS because that's often what happens, mm. you know. It's, that it's, it's, it's actually not that difficult to ask uh, the photographer mm. uh, of a given shot to to give that image, but then if that photographer more or less unknowingly has given of his or her rights to 
uh, company that later sells those right. rights to a different company. Then uh, we don't even know who has the rights to that and who, who do you have to ask for permission. But Richard Beamer was pretty frank in saying that, for example, in saying that, no, I own my pictures and yeah. only I yeah. own them. <laughs> totally. So, uh, but he, and, and he, I don't know, I don't know him personally, but the way he seemed to me is that he was almost like, <laughs> he almost seemed like sort of a, uh, he had sort of a hippie quality. <laughs> he's made some images as long as you don't uh, manipulate them, you mm. don't change them, you don't you don't ruin them, right. and and you remember to credit him. Well, yeah, go ahead. That's I awesome. mean, and that's uh, uh, I I can't I just I had never thought that people would be like that because yeah. most of the most of the companies when you ask them are you know they just say no right <laughs> and. Um, but actually, I'm right now. I'm I'm doing a translation of a Danish book that I've done. It's not. It's gonna. It's gonna be more of a revision and a translation than just a translation of it. It'll come out next year. It's called The Art of Paradox about mm. David Lynch's uh, films and television series, uh, all of them. Awesome. And for that book, uh, for that book, I'll be working with uh, Ronaldo Sanchez that you may know, uh, who'll be. Sort of doing excellent. I can't wait to see that and stuff. Yeah, you'll have to come back on he, to talk he about. Some, he does some very cool stuff, I think. So uh, uh, I hope that'll be an interesting, um, um, an interesting look. But um, yeah, and then we'll wait. see. Uh, we'll see if it pans out with a with a Mark Frost uh, book. I I heard your your interview with him, and I hope that. Uh, I'll be able to talk with him too, and, and, be and awesome. my yeah. project I, ha- I have with Joe Baco will will get on track. But uh, well, good luck. I really hope have, so. Uh, yeah. yeah, until he endorses it, and I, I think it 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 won't work. And so we need to we need to at least have him accepting that we make that book. Mm. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, even the ones who are supposed to talk about him mm. won't, won't want to do it. Right. So. Yeah. Well, good luck. I really hope so. We're we're we we gotta go, but uh, we want you back on again. I, I, yeah, real soon. We're hoping. I know we were hoping to get you on the Mark Frost month, and it just didn't work out. But we gotta have you on again soon to talk Twin Peaks. Yeah, <laughs> I'd always love to talk about Twin Peaks with you guys. And Andreas, how can people get a hold of you? How can they get your book? Well, my you know, they can find my book at Amazon, uh, both the British and the, the American one, but. Uh, uh, I suppose any given Amazon, as long as it's out in America, you can find it everywhere. But uh, and they can always write me. At my my uh, they can find me at my blog, which is called the Room. Then that's kind of difficult for, for people to understand. Or uh, otherwise, they can find me at Facebook or Twitter or at my. They can write me if they wanted to at my mail address, which is just my name, Andreas Helsko at gmail.com. I mean, yeah. if anyone would have anything to say or ask, I suppose they're free to, to, to call me, to write me, or whatever. Awesome. Thank you, Andres. Thank you for your time. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, thank you for talking with me. So, I mean, how was it for both of you coming into a show that was by that point already rolling? Um, were you made to feel welcome? Did you, you know, did you feel like you fit in with, with everyone else who was, who was already working on the show? Um, I came in, um, they'd done three, so I did four. I got out of jail. Wasn't the first time. 
Entertainment Zone on YouTube, writer, and he's also the writer of BenLMadden.com. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey guys. How are you? Good. So last week was the UK Fest. How was it? Uh, Well, the fest is always a pleasure to attend. I mean, um, its host, Lindsay Bowden, put so much effort in, and Mm. this year was just such a a cool event. I mean, we're in a new venue this year. Mm. We're in... uh, uh, we were in Crouch End in the town hall, uh, and um, it's a lovely big building uh, that was uh, recreating many different sets from the show. Um, of course, we had Ian Buchanan and Chris Mulkey with us, who mm. uh, were, were a real pleasure, and I know they've enjoyed themselves massively. Uh, and it was great to catch up with the Twin Peaks family as well, and a lot of cool stuff going on at the event. So, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Cool. What was your like? Yeah. What What were some things that you did at the event? Did you check out any of the screenings or? Uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, so we had um, Blue Velvet revisited screened mm-hmm. uh, over here, which was an awesome opportunity to see. Um, and uh, I've got to say uh, again. Uh, Ian uh, Buchanan and Chris Mulkey, um, they are two of the nicest guys you could meet and also very, very funny. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was great meeting them um, at their signing sessions, uh, but their Q&A was just hilarious. <laughs> so, so much fun. Uh, and you could really tell that these guys were here for the fans uh, uh-huh. and how much they appreciated that. Uh, and afterwards, um, Chris Mulkey um, did uh, perform for us Um Awesome. Uh, he did a couple. Of, he did a couple of songs on guitar, um, nice. and had one fan uh, up on stage sing with him. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Um, but um, that was amazing, and and also uh, seeing um, the Double R Club. Um, that they, they are fantastic. Some mm. of the things they, they they put on is just incredible. Yeah, I remember last year they did the train car. I was curious what they were doing the this car, year yeah. with a different venue. Uh, well, this year um, it was more of the stage show. So mm. we had um, we had like puppetry, um, we had um, sword swallowing, <laughs> um, uh, which is just terrifying to see. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I've got to give a great shout out to um, M Brule, who is an amazing singer mm. um, who did a, who did a set for them as well. Awesome. Yeah, she does a great job on the Sycamore Tree uh, song there. She, I think we, we, I heard her last year. Yeah. And she's really cool. And so I have to say to you, you were right. Sherilyn Fenn is going to be part of the new series. I think you called, yes. it, you called it last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> yes. that. So with Sherilyn, yeah, I kind of did know that Sherilyn was going to be back, but kind of had to keep it quiet. But, yeah, yay, she is back. That's she is right. back. Uh, and I, I'm so thrilled about it. Um, awesome. Yeah, you I know there's been that. a lot. 
I know there's been a lot of stuff going on on Twitter right now, but I have faith that uh, fans should be happy with what they're going to see with Audrey. Oh, I hope so. I really do. That'd be awesome. Uh. And there wasn't so there wasn't much. I mean, both uh, Ian and Chris aren't part of the new series, as far as I know. So they didn't really have anything to say about probably too much to say about the new series. Um, no, not really. I mean, um, both of them, um, are thrilled that it's coming back. Mm. Um, and I think both of them, uh, would have liked to have been a part of the series, but as far as I'm aware, it was down to scheduling conflicts and not uh. through not being invited or, or right. not choosing not to. I think they did want to be a part of it, but for whatever reason, it, it didn't work out mm. for them, but they're, they're certainly very supportive of the project. Yeah. And have you seen uh, Lindsay's Damn Fine Cherry Pie uh, cookbook? I'm so glad we've got to mention this. Um, Lindsay is like one of the most amazing people you could ever meet. Uh, And I'm so lucky that we've developed a really lovely friendship over the last year. Um, So um, I picked up my copy of the book at the festival and Lindsay was kind enough to sign that for me as well. Uh, and uh, I've just got to say, um, she has put so much time and effort into this. You oh, can yeah. really, you can really see the hard work. And um, uh, as a fan myself, I've got to put it out to all the peakies out there. This is a gift uh, that you should treat yourself to, as mm. Coop would say, or, or treat other peakies to, because um, it, it really is an immaculate piece of work. Um, uh, there's something in there for every Twin Peaks fan, um, uh, and yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. It, it's so well put together, both the design, the recipes, everything. I'm so impressed. Yeah, I got mine on Tuesday. I got my copy, and I agree with you. And it's more than just a cookbook. They have like other other activities you can know about wardrobe or about there's like different sayings, oh, and, and there's like that's in cool. between the book. There's yeah, and uh, why we so I'm looking at it right now, and uh, Brian and I are eating uh, macaroni and cheese. From recipe from the book, so that's yes. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Oh, yeah. Lindsay will be so happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's fancy macaroni and cheese. Yes, it's, like, it's there's almonds in it. Almonds, yes. It's not my dollar uh, a box macaroni. Yeah, this it's a, really good. This is a high class <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Yes. And a little bit later on in the show, when we have Lindsay on, we'll be trying out her pie. Yeah. Oh well, I I, I'm sure it won't disappoint. Uh, and I've just got to agree with you guys as well. Um, that's what stood out to me about this as a cookbook as well it's not just a recipe book things in there like how to throw a Twin Peaks theme party Mm. you know there's just so much cool stuff in there Um, and again there's just been so much hard work put into it and I'm so glad that the book's been a great success for Lindsay I mean she's been uh, um, on some major radio stations over here the book's been getting a lot of coverage online uh, it's so deserved yeah totally I agree I'm yeah. getting hungry just looking at the pictures that Ben's <laughs> through right now. So what what would you say the highlight of the uh, the day was for you at the fest? Like, what did you really enjoy the most? Um, I've I've got to say um, the Q and A with Chris and Ian. Uh, they're just such characters, um, mm. uh, and it was such a, a great laugh. Um, it was really interesting. Um, listening to them talk about um, working with uh, David Lynch, uh, uh, working on the cast, uh, the relationships they've made, and about the careers. Uh, and what was really interesting is that um, Lindsay had told me that Ian and Chris had actually never met before wow. the festival because they, they'd never shared a scene together mm. in the show. Uh, and they were on the same flight coming over and they hadn't even seen each other then. It wasn't until they got um, into <laughs> London itself that they finally met. But um, seeing them together, you think these were lifelong friends. Because yeah. It was so special seeing that. Um, 
so yeah, it was really just great to uh, see them interact because, um, you know, certainly in this day and age, conventions are growing so big, and mm. sometimes I think um, uh, a lot of them are becoming about the money, uh, what how, what money they can get from fans. But with this festival, uh, you can tell that the cast are there for the fans; they enjoy it, and they were uh, there with us all evening as the parties went on into the evening. They were there uh, joining us. Uh, and something else I just want to say about this festival, which I told Lindsay, is that um, it's created such a special community. Um, I think we have one of the best fan bases uh, in fandoms. Uh, and certainly at the festival, um, you know, we've all got to know each other. And each year we're coming back now and, uh, you know, we're catching up with old friends and there's more newbies coming in. Uh, and um, it's such a, a welcoming, warm environment. There's no uh, judgment. And I think the way uh, the world is right now, uh, what's going on socially and politically, uh, it's nice to be in an environment that's mm -hmm. all inclusive. Um, yeah. uh, and so I've got to thank Lindsay for putting on a festival that's really bringing people together. Totally. I agree. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at your uh, uh, Easy Entertainment Zone uh, YouTube page, and it must have been just today that you got uh, Chris Mulkey live performance up on your channel and Anne Brulee. Yep, I've just uploaded those this evening. Yeah, filmed awesome. live at the festival. So yeah, feel free to check those out, guys. Yeah, and I was actually I was watching I was also watching your Doc Doctor Strange review. I didn't watch the whole thing because I have not had a chance to see the movie. Oh, yet. you haven't seen it yet, uh, Ben. You must check that out. You must check that out. It looks good. It looks really good. So yeah, I like your channel a lot. I think it's really I'm definitely gonna be checking out Chris Mulkey's live performance and M. Brulee's double R club performance. I can't wait to see that. That's awesome. I uh, enjoy. So do you want to share anything with us? What else are you been up to? Um, so I've been up to all sorts, really. I mean, f um, for those who don't know me, um, uh, I am a writer, um, so I've done a lot of work in theatre and stuff. So uh, I'm working on a book at the moment that's kind of cool. Uh, so whether that'll get sent to publishers in the f near future, uh, who knows? I, I hope so. Um, and of course, yeah, I've been at the Twin Peaks Festival. Um, I'm going to be around some other conventions in the UK next year, starting with the Walking Dead Walker Stalker convention. Mm. Um um, and yeah, um, I think uh, on Twitter, I'm certainly very active. If you want to follow me on there, it's at BL Maiden. That's B-L-M-A-D-E-N. Um, and certainly recently, I've been uh, very uh, politically um, <laughs> broadcasting, um, uh, especially on the election your side of the pond. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we won't go into that today. But um, yeah, it um, anyone who wants to get in touch, uh, feel feel free, guys. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ben. It was really cool yeah. to talk with you. And I had to tell you again, I, you were right about Sherilyn Ben. I know you were kind of hinting that you, <laughs> you thought that she was going to be on the show. I wanted her on the show, but that you didn't know really what was going to happen. So, it's so I'm so excited that she is coming back. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Um, I love what you guys do with the podcast. Um, so keep up the great work, and uh, I hope to chat with you guys again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Yeah, I had pretty much the same experience. I, I, of course, I, I knew Laura, and uh, there were some of the others that I actually knew. James Marshall used to deliver my Domino's pizza every Friday night <laughs> until he got to a pizza. So that, that was, uh, I knew kind of a lot of the crew people from other stuff that I'd done, so it was great. Everybody was, uh, I think the only, the, the, the sort of interesting thing for me was 
when the guests or the directors would change every episode and they come in with personalities and they wanted to make it their way and of course it wasn't going to be their way and that was the only time there was ever any kind of little little friction i always felt like you know if they you know, wanted to kind of put their stamp on it and it was david lynch from you know david lynch's stamp on it very clearly it wasn't wasn't going to be changed but, but i regret but i was also doing that little sort of soap opera sitcom section of the show so I would show up sometimes, you know, for work in the makeup room and I wouldn't see anybody, but there'd be like a bucket of blood and <laughs> hair and fingernails and I'd be like, what, what, what what's going on? That was me, that was it. Yeah, they would say like, oh, oh, nothing, it's just you, we finished, the, that was the morning stuff. And I'd be like, oh my God, like this, you know, we didn't get a script, I never read it, I didn't know what was happening, but it was a week, so I kind of, we, uh, Lucy, Andy, and Dick kind of skipped along with their own little kind of like, very sort of sweet little menage. <laughs> and now we're on the phone with Mr. Lee himself, a voyage to Twin Peaks, and his brand new podcast, Big Bad Buffy Interviews. Scott Ryan, how's it going? Scott Ryan, it's it's going very well. Thank you very much for having me once again. Here I am. Mr. Lee joins the Twin Peaks Boys. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love it when you're on the show. It's a party. Uh, it's a party. Uh, I love to be on. <laughs> now, you got to go to the UK Fest last weekend, and I think we're all hoping that Cheryl Lee would be there, but she was not there, was she? Uh, well, not only was there no Cheryl Lee, and I'm going to be honest, that's why I went. Yeah. Because she was canceled the year before. And I thought, she's going to be here this time. It's finally going to happen. But then I realized, maybe not. But then I was like, Mark Frost is going to be there. Yes. So I don't have to worry about it. And then Mark Frost wasn't there. Uh. But um, Chris Mulkey and Ian Buchanan, Hank and Dick. <laughs> so I was Hank and Dick all weekend. Oh. <laughs> uh. But you did. Now, I, I feel like this is a precedent. You have showed your movie, The Voyage to Twin Peaks, at three Twin Peaks festivals. This is the third one you've shown. Wow. I know. It really, I felt really honored. I believe I'm the first person, me and my wife, Jen, were the first people to do three Twin Peaks fests in one year. Mm, that's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. And I think part of it is it was really the first time you could because I think the Great Southern was new. So someone may be able to talk, but I'm still on a street. You are on a street. Because <laughs> I went to the U.S. Twin Peaks Fest the year before, and I've hit them all, and I'm going to try to go again this year. So, I mean, this has just become my life like a crazy man. Uh, that's awesome. Now, I'm hearing good things. We've talked, to, we've had uh, some other interviews, and people are saying good things about your film. Andreas was saying one of the reasons he really wanted to go to the festival this year was to see your film. Uh, we talked so many times I, uh, at the UK Fest. I'd never met him before. Mm. And he was so interesting. We ended up like in a corner talking about the sound in Firewalk with me. Mm. Like how specific of a conversation <laughs> can you have with someone? Yeah. That's you know, awesome. we were we were talking about like best moments of sound and and that's why I like to go to these fests mm. because of the conversation. Yep. Definitely. That's Def what it's yep. about. Now had you been to the UK before? 
No, I've actually never been to Europe at all. Yeah. And Lindsay it was so nice. She was the first person to commit to playing my film. Wow. And so we knew 13 months in advance that we were going to go. So there was quite a buildup yeah. in going. And it was so much fun. Hmm. We got there at like 9 in the morning, and we didn't leave till 1230 that <laughs> wow. night. Wow. So it's like... 15 hours of Twin Peaks. That's awesome. I mean, what more could you want? Yeah. Um, more Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part and, of the day? Well, um, there's a couple of things. I mean, one thing is I came in second place in the trivia contest. Uh, I had a note to ask you about that. That uh, We had heard there was trivia there, and I was like, Who oh. came in first? Did what's-his-name show up? <laughs> um... Well, the interesting thing was... Spencer there. Spencer came to the UK. Place, yeah, it was Spencer and... <laughs> Not true. Um, the first place was a year subscription to English satellite TV. Huh. That wouldn't help I obviously... Well. Yeah. No. So there was a couple questions that I was a little unsure about, and I didn't care that much because I was thinking... I, I want to come in second. Mm. So I was actually happy with that. Um, but it, what was fun, they do it very differently there, where you get to write the answers down, mm. and you kind of answer them all at once, and then you trade papers and other people grade it. Oh. Um, so they're obviously a lot nicer. I don't think that would fly at the other fest. It's more cutthroat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they did, they did a section on music, which I got 10 out of 10 because, you know, that's nice. my favorite part of Twin Peaks. So. so then they were announcing, you know, how many got 30 out of 30, 29, and I think I, had, I, think I got like 25 or 26 out of the, the 30 questions. Well, oh. there were two of us, and actually it was Andreas. Oh, he tied wow. with me for second place. That's awesome. So we go up to the thing, and the guy who was running the trivia contest said, well, let's flip a coin and see who comes in second place. Huh. Well, I, I said, no, I don't want to do that. Pick a question, and whoever answers it should get to come in second place. Yeah. See, I have, yeah, I have Scott Luck. <laughs> and when it's 50-50, I lose. I hate 50-50. I don't ever want a 50-50. <laughs> if it's 50-50, I have no chance of winning. Give me 90-10, you know, yeah. and then maybe I have a chance. <laughs> so he, he, the guy said, well, then I have to think of a question. I'm like, any question, come on, we'll go. And then he said, what falls out of Ben Horn's pocket at mm. the hotel with Catherine? Yes. And I said, poker chip. Ah. And, and then he still said to Andres, well, what do you want to say? And I thought, dude, I said poker chip. Yeah. I win. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he said the Elvis uh, soap, yes, which he does have, but it doesn't fall out. And so I won. Uh, nice. So, so what are you going to do with so the uh, subscription cool. there? <laughs> well, no, 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 because oh, I came place. in second. Oh, that's right. So. You came in second. Was second place, the... I won a Blu-ray of Lost Highway, which I actually didn't own. So what? that's why I really wanted to have that. Is, it, is it a UK and, version of the Blu-ray, though? 
Well, yeah, but I think my I think a Blu-ray I think my Blu-ray player is region free, so I'm fine. You need and to check then, it out. Oh man, you know, Lost Highway is my favorite film, and I waited forever to come on DVD, and now uh, you'll have to let me know how how it if looks it works. on, yeah, yeah. on Blu-ray because I want that. <laughs> oh, is it not available in America? Yeah, I don't think so. No, it's not on Blu-ray in, in the U.S. That's nope. probably why I don't have it. That's yeah. interesting because I was like. I don't have, and then I also want a Blu-ray of Wild at Heart, which I already have. Mm. Um, but it's a different cover, and I love Laura Dern, so I'm awesome. going to hang it up on my Twin Peaks wall. So. Nice. <laughs> so which one of you said Lost Highway is your favorite Lynch film? Ben here, yep. Yep. That's really? My... That's surprising. That's interesting. I don't know. I I know we'll be getting to it uh, in the spring. We'll be getting to Lost I'm, Highway. I'm excited. And I do wonder yeah. why I love it so much. I do wonder if, like, when you think about it, it was this. It was the next film that Lynch did after Firewalk with Me. So my real experience with David Lynch was Twin Peaks, and then I got to see uh, Firewalk with Me in the in the theaters. And the next movie I saw was Lost Highway. So I feel like I definitely lo probably love Lynch more than. But yeah, we'll talk about it in a few months or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's interesting. I. It's not one of my favorites, Lost Highway, and the reason I don't like it is it's one of the dumbest reasons ever, but it's the saxophone. Like, I hate Bill <laughs> Pullman's saxophone solos. They're uh, just, they're so good. They, like, great on me. Yeah. It's so jazzy. I, well, I, it's, you know, I don't like it. It just sounds like noise. And uh, it's not a dumb reason to not like it. The funny thing is, is there really that much in it? I mean, it's in the beginning a little bit that he's in the club, but I don't even feel like it's that, that even. It's not like the whole movie, the whole soundtrack is the. Uh... Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman played the saxophone? <laughs> uh... Like, that's what sticks with me. Wow. And it should definitely be Patricia Arquette, who is absolutely beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, that's what should stick with me. Right? But yeah. for some reason, it's his saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that's. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so they had the Q and but, yeah, they had the Q and A, and I want to thank you that you you actually recorded uh, the Q and A at the festival, and we are using some of the clips. So the clips the you're show. hearing, yeah. So are thank from you, Scott, thank for you. doing that. Well, I thought about it. I mean, I did film the whole event, and I'm thinking of putting something together as kind of a sequel to a journey to Twin Peaks hmm. because. I'm going to go out to L.A. in February and tour some of the L.A. events with Josh Eisenstadt. So I might film both of those things and put them together into another movie of sorts. But we'll see. So it will be The Voyage to Twin Peaks 2, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> more, more Voyage. Um, yeah. More Voyage. <laughs> more the, voy voyage. the Voyage continues. The voy <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It needs to be something. The search like, for spot. The search for spot, or something, something like the international version. Or yes, like international that, the international version. UK version. The UK version. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, do you? Is there anything but else? You the movie. Yeah, the um, the movie played really well. Mm. I was I was nervous when it was starting because you know it begins with me kind of being a jackass to Spencer. Uh, and I thought, are they going to think this is funny? Or are they going to realize that that I'm just playing here? Yeah. And they did. Like, it got big laughs, and then I relaxed. And uh, I was like, okay, cool, this is going to play. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But um, afterwards, I was talking to this guy, and, of course, he had a British accent, so 
it sounded, you know, even more regal. And he said, you know, your film was just brilliant. Mm. I said, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, that shot of you seeing the falls, you can tell that you're moved. You can tell you're a fan. It was perfect. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much. He's like, then it gets to the end, and that song comes up, and you start (laughs) singing. And I thought, why did this guy just ruin his movie by singing a song? And I started laughing so hard. I just burst out laughing Aww. because I thought it was just like the craziest thing to tell someone. Yeah. It's like a backward but, compliment. Yeah, backhanded compliment. <laughs> but then he said, I'm not a sentimental person, but by the end of your song, I teared up Aww. and I realized you were just being honest. Yeah. And I said, that's actually, is that, I said, do you think I wanted to sing a song that <laughs> in that movie? I'm like, I wish it wasn't me. I wish I had Julie Cruz singing right? that song. Uh, but that's how I felt when I got home from the fest the first time. It was the first thing I wrote. Mm-hmm. And it has to be me who sings it because the movie's my, yeah. through my eyes. Yeah. Right. So in the end, it was a compliment, but but there was a second when I thought, "Oh my gosh, this guy is going to rip me apart <laughs> in this thing." But yeah, so if people that, that was really funny. If people wanted to actually uh, view your film, how could they go about seeing it? Well, it is streaming on Amazon, so you just go to Amazon.com, search for "Voyage to Twin Peaks," and it'll pop right up. You can rent it for ninety-nine cents. It, couldn't be cheaper. So. And I think if it's you want to own it, and... if you want to own it, it's like five dollars, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. In okay. high depth. Great price. Yep. That's awesome. So, and it's nice because I do think that when I was out there, everyone said this makes me want to go to the festival, and mm. and that's why I made it because yeah. it, it matters to me, and it's so amazing to get to share that. With everyone, totally. I feel the same so, way. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, watching watching your film, I feel the same way. I, I want to go next year. Yep. I want to go to the to the fest. So you know, Brian and I. I hope you guys do. I hope. Oh so. yeah, we are. So Brian and I went to New York to see uh, Mark Frost's uh, uh, tour there. You know, the, the reading the yep. event. And at the end, there's this guy, and he's like, "This guy looks really familiar." He was hanging out with uh, Peter from Welcome to Twin Peaks, and it's like, "I don't know where I recognize him from." And do you remember Brian how this happened? Or- yeah, it was. We go, "Hey, were you in Scott Ryan's <laughs> documentary? Are you Spencer? Are you Spencer?" And he goes, "Oh, Scott Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So uh, you so brought us together. Spence, I, I that like, is good, Spencer. You're the one that beat. You're the one that beat Scott Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah. You were the one that beat Scott Ryan, right? And then he goes, "Yeah, I'm not allowed to do the um, the, uh, the, the the trivia, trivia anymore. anymore. Yeah, he's been banned, or I think because he's won too many times. Yeah, he's not allowed yeah. To. <laughs> so this is your year. Yeah, he's won. Yeah, he's won three times in a row. Wow. So he's once you do it three times in a row, you're out. But here's the thing: I am never going to win the trivia contest in Seattle. Because I don't know Twin Peaks that well, down to the minutia. Mm. And, um, you know, like I got knocked out on this year on uh, the drink that the judge has. And it was like a Yukon oh my gosh. sucker punch or something. Yeah. 
And I just, I don't watch it that much to know stuff like that. So I just enter because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm never going to be, there's people there that know every line of dialogue and just watch it over and over. And that's not me. But you did come in second place that year that you, uh, you your film that you yeah. did your so film. That's, so that's something. I still think 2017 is the year of Scott Ryan. Yeah, I yeah, that's I agree. <laughs> You're gonna win it. I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I've, I've never, I've only watched the Little Nicky story two times in my entire life. I fast forward it always. And I also do the same with James and uh, Evelyn. Uh, I just don't watch those stories. So yeah. any question about that, it would have to be in my brain from 1990 when it was originally on. And then um, when I watched it with my co-host, Josh Minton, we watched the whole series. Obviously, I wasn't going to fast forward mm. in that sense. But beyond that, I skip it. Um, one of the things I wanted to say about the fest was to compliment Lindsay, she is amazing. I mean, what she pulls off in one day, oh, do yeah. all that work for one day. Wow. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. I love going to festivals, and there's a part of me that wants to do one, but I really don't want to. Like, there's a very small, <laughs> there's a very small part of me. And then the rest of me says, do you really want to handle what it must take to make that many people happy in oh, a yeah. day? Like, it just, it, I don't have the personality for it. I'd tell someone who was complaining to go jump <laughs> off of the lake. But she just makes you feel welcome. And everything there is so much fun. The way that I describe the UK Twin Peaks Fest is sled riding. Hmm. It just... It was like going down a hill and the snow's coming up and you're having so much fun and you're screaming and, and you're just having fun. That's what I would say the UK Twin Peaks Fest is. It is just sled riding fun. Awesome. awesome. So you would recommend someday us going? I mean, I, I wanted to go this year, which didn't happen, but maybe next No, maybe 2018, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we go to U- U.S. Next, in 2017, U.K. in 2018. Right, 2018. Yeah. That'd be cool. I would. I mean, I I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's completely different than the other sets, and that's what makes them both really important. They're, because you're never going to beat getting to actually go to the double R and going to the halls mm, and the sheriff's station. Right. Like, you can't beat that. No, you can't. But, no. And this wasn't even like that. This was a very different atmosphere. It mm. was just fun. Awesome. I mean... That's all I can say. I, I mean, the day went by in a flash. I made a lot of new friends, talked to a bunch of people, and the costumes were amazing. It was really fun. Cool. And did, I think I saw on Twitter that you actually did pick up a damn fine cherry pie by uh, Lindsay Bowden. You pick it yes, up. Yes, and she, you know, she signed it to me as well. Uh-huh. So I can put that. I have this new rule that I'm only buying books. That I have the author sign now. Wow. You know, I have too many books anyway. <laughs> but I have so many friends who are writing books, so, you know. Now, what about Mark Frost? You had to pick up. I mean, you did a great podcast. I have to say that, that you recently had a podcast on uh, the Red Room podcast with John Thorne. And I thought it was an excellent podcast oh, on the, the secret history of Twin Peaks. 
That was really something. You couldn't get, you weren't able to get Mark Frost's probably signature for that. No, but I assumed that I was going to oh. London. Yes. I so was, I actually yeah. brought, the, I brought the book with oh, me. Oh, nice. Because I figured, you know, that he would be there. Yeah. But I'm not giving up hope yet. I still submit all. Mark Frost and I will cross paths. I believe that. I believe you will. Oh, definitely. And again, I just want to say, great job on on the Red Room podcast there. I thought it was really interesting about the first time I heard about the whole stamp being wrong on Norma's postcard was from your podcast. And I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, we really had um, a great time. And that so many people at the UK Fest had told me they heard it too, which is really cool to think the people out of your country are listening to your podcast. Mm. So that was really good. We're, um, I'm working with Josh Eisenstadt to try to get him to come on and do his review of the book and kind of talk through what he's discovered. Mm. And he said yes, but he is really busy, and it's hard to communicate because he's in California. Um, I'm, we're hoping to do a part two on that. That would be something. And Josh, I mean, the, the well. knowledge Josh has on Twin Peaks, I, I'd be really interested to see what he thinks of the book and what he's discovered. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really anxious to talk with him about it, so... I'll keep on him, and uh, hopefully we can get that out here pretty soon while the book is still hot and fresh and everything. So, Scott, I don't know how you have the time. You, you've got a lot of podcasts you're doing now. Do you want to share with the audience? What, maniac. What, <laughs> you're a maniac. I'm trying to get one. We're trying to get one show done a week here, and you've got, I don't know. Five. Um, five. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm, I'm a little overexposed right now, and it, I kind of feel bad even when I'm talking about that. Um, I'll start with my book. My 30-something book is coming out in 2017, Mm -hmm. and my publisher just sent me a form to fill out about myself for for press. And and then I was writing. I'm like, well, I have this podcast. I have this podcast. And I'm like, should I leave some of these out? Like, this sounds ridiculous. (laughs) What have I done? Wow. Um, So I have the 30-something podcast, and we just posted an interview with Patricia Callenberg, who was one of the actresses on there. She's on mm. Power, on Stars, and was in the NBC show Sisters back in the day. And then I have the Big Bad Buffy interviews with David Bushman mm. and I, where we're interviewing the Buffy cast and writers. We've done Buffy's mom, Kristen Sutherland, that's up there. And then we just posted writer-director David Fury, mm. And we have eight other ones that we've already recorded. Wow, good. We've got wow. some, like, some heavy hitters. Wow. Um, well, I'm really subscribed. I'm waiting. If, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, if you're into Buffy, we are going to... This is a great podcast. I mean, actually, just yesterday, we interviewed Stephen Tobolowsky, who you may not know that name, but if you saw him, you'd recognize him from every... TV show and movie ever, like Groundhog Day and Mm. Memento and just like every show ever. Well, he was in the pilot of Buffy and it got cut. But we still talked to him and he was so fascinating. And I mean, he told stories about Larry David and um, David Milch. He's in Deadwood. I mean, he was a curb. I mean, this guy's just done everything. So that podcast is phenomenal. And then... We got the Red Room podcast, which we already mentioned. And I don't know. I think Scott Luck Stories is dead. I'm too damn tired to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, I, I enjoy the Scott Luck uh, stories. I thought you were going to do one. Yeah, maybe you, you do one on the faster. I mean, there's always interesting things I think you could talk about on that yeah. podcast. But where's the time? I know. I just don't have the time yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> because there, had, there were a couple things on my Paris and London trip where I sort of busted out a little bit and just, and I was like, I could really do a, a European one. That would be something. Um, we had a very funny experience at... Um, the Mona Lisa, and so <laughs> I do have some, but I just don't have the time right now. Right, I just I really don't. Yeah, I'm subscribed to that one, and I was I was actually deleting some political uh, podcasts. Like I need a break from this stuff, and I I can't. I was going through them, and then oh, there's a uh, Scott Luck stories. <laughs> it's like wonder when he's going to do a new one. But I totally understand with all the other shows you're working on. Yeah, and I and I do the editing on the. Big Bad Buffy podcast, and we have like eight interviews, and mm. I haven't edited them yet. And you know that really takes time because we're trying to, you know, you want to make people come out the best. Like yes. I'm sure you guys are going to edit my interview here after two minutes. I don't know if we are. <laughs> oh no, this is our live show. <laughs> this is our live to tape show. But well, usually we do. We'll yeah, see. yeah, usually. Um, what else did I want to say? Do you want to share anything else with us about the fest before you go? would say that it was really fun and it was an honor for me to play my film mm. in another country. I mean, there's no way I could explain to people when I made my first movie when I was 17 with a VHS mm. camera, yeah. camcorder, and I just wouldn't have considered that this is where it would have ended up. So it's, it's very humbling and it was a great, great experience. It's been a wonderful year. Yeah, and it's been well received. You're, you're, you're at least from everybody, everybody uh, we're talking yeah. to, it's been so well received. So congratulations on that. Yeah, I mean, I really, I honestly, when I made the movie, and it definitely has a lighter tone than anything I've seen about Twin Peaks before. And I really thought more people were going to be angry hmm. about it being funny <laughs> or just. You know, because yeah. the heart is there. I mean, obviously, I left Twin Peaks. Definitely. But so far, you know, nobody's told me to die. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you've got uh, rave reviews from Charlotte Stewart. And uh, that, was, yeah. uh, that was an honor, I'm yeah. sure. When you, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you're never going to live that down. I mean, and that was the other th Oh, actually, I forgot about that. Someone told me that Ian Buchanan watched... My documentary. Oh, nice. That's and awesome. I didn't realize that. And they said he was really interested and was laughing and everything. Uh. But then I never got to meet up with him. So at least two people from Twin Peaks have seen it. So that's, that's awesome. pretty cool. So, Scott, where can people follow you, learn more about you, if, um, check out your film? Um, like I said, on Amazon for the movie, at Red Room Podcast on Twitter, and at Buffy History on Twitter for the new Buffy um, podcast, which, as I said, if you are a Buffy and Angel fan, mm. you're you're going to learn so much. Awesome. And it's I've re we haven't done a bad interview yet. Like just so interesting with these people. So really cool, awesome. Thank you, Scott. No, thank you. I always love what you guys do, and and it's an honor to come on the show. What do Domino's taste like? <laughs> Dominoes, yeah. Um, well, it's it's three is magic, okay. Four is balance, five is justice, okay. Numerology, right? And uh, triple three is double magic. 
Oh, there you go. Take it personally, of course, because you know you're not to play a character. But every time my character walked into a room, somebody would go, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, which, is, which is funny because, you know, that wonderful writer David Sedaris wrote this great thing about, you know, people who work on airplanes, like the flight cabin crew on airplanes. And the very funny thing is when, you know, he, like, said when they come down, when they come down the aisle with the, with, the, with the garbage bag and they look and they say, rubbish. <laughs> You're rubbish. <laughs> Your family's rubbish. Even I got to the point where Lucy, and Kimmy's like one of my closest friends, she couldn't say dick. She always said, dick. <laughs> So we're on the phone with Lindsay Bowden. She is the Twin Peaks UK Festival founder and producer. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, guys. So last week you had the UK Fest. How did it go? It was really, really good. We had such a fun day. And actually, it was probably one of the most um, sort of relaxed, fun ones we've done in a while, actually. Yeah. It reminded us, after our crazy sort of weekend yes, uh, last year celebrating the 25th anniversary, we wanted to kind of take it back to basics a bit. So it was like doing one of the old festivals again, which is really nice. Awesome. One of the things I liked was that, um, that you had all these screenings. Um, there, was, there were these... There was the Blue Velvet Revisited, there was these Lynch-inspired shorts, but I also was excited that you had episodes, the first season of uh, Twin Peaks, which I don't, because I think you have that CBS connection, you're able to screen TV shows, right? Yeah, yeah, we're able to screen, uh, to screen a, a few sort of key episodes, yeah. Mm. And it was what we quite like to do about that is because um, we like to basically have a kind of chill-out room so people can just go watch a couple of episodes or they can go and have a read of the books that are on sale. Yeah. If they want to get away from the crazy or the other screenings or any other areas, they can just go and have some downtime. Awesome. And they have the Psych Dual Spirits. No, uh, Spires, I'm sorry. Jules Spires, yeah. yeah. We, well, we've, we've been asked for... We, we last screened that in 2011, just after mm. it came out. And we've been asked for a couple of years to re-screen it, and it's never quite fitted in. And actually, this year, it kind of fitted in okay, so, so we did it. That's awesome. And what was probably your favorite part of the day? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to make him laugh if he hears this, but finding out that I'd officially outsold Mark Frost at the festival. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, 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 I'm sure he'll laugh when he hears that. <laughs> You're talking about your book, Damn Fine Cherry Pie Cookbook? Yeah, yeah we, we sold Damn Fine Cherry Pie and we sold The Secret History of Twin Peaks. So we uh, had both publishers working together. And we had a brilliant woman called uh, Vivian Archer come down from Newham Books, which is one of the only remaining independent bookshops in London. And, uh, and she came and sold and everything. And yet I got word that I officially uh, outsold Mark. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I have to say, your book tastes better than Mark Frost's book. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not eating the actual book. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah while we're talking to you, we're actually eating a cherry pie. Mm-hmm. It was a recipe from your book. That, uh, Great. It's excellent. It's Amazing. so good. It's yeah. good. And I will say, I didn't actually cook it. I had my, my wife actually cooked uh, the cherry pie or baked the cherry pie and she made uh, mac and cheese. Yeah. So Fantastic. good. Mark Frost. You mean you, you, mean you didn't cut out those chevrons to go on top? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was so good. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed with with your book. I mean, it is really something. Thank Not you. only is, is it it's a cookbook, but you always have like in between the the recipes, you have these quotes, and then they say, "Oh, uh, how to make things, and how to how the best way to dress." And I really think yeah. 
it's a great book. It's more than just a cookbook. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I wanted it to be more than a cookbook. I wanted it to be a reference book of sorts, something that you could sort of dive back into, be inspired by, kind of find new things every time you read it, you know, that sort of mm. thing, not, not just a cookbook. And how did this come about? How did you decide, hey, I'm going to make a cookbook? Um, I was actually um, asked to do it. I was asked by the, my beautiful publisher, Eleanor, um, who was the senior commissioning editor for Octopus Books, and she um, asked me to go and have a chat with her. And I was so not expecting to be offered this opportunity that it took me about half an hour after the meeting to realise that I'd been given a publishing deal. <laughs> wow. Um, and see, yeah, I know, because I wasn't expecting it. And then, of course, we got the um, the, the great Harper Collins on board to do the American distribution. It mm. kind of just all went from there, really. But yeah, they um, they they gave me six weeks to write this book while I was doing last year's festival, which was wow. absolutely insane. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, it was a pretty trying time, but I had such fun doing it. And especially when we did the photo shoot, um, I literally put on like twenty eight pounds in a week <laughs> <laughs> because I just I just ate everything inside. It was oh. amazing. I love yeah. the photos. Um... I love how you kept the, the motif and everything, like the from the glassware to the table. Yeah. Everything well, I mean, is so cool. There was a Sterling team behind this. I mean, and all Twin Peaks fans as well. And so um, Annie Nichols, who was our home economist, was also responsible for sourcing all the props and with my help. And then we had a brilliant um, photographer, Adi Chin, who um, who specializes in food and drink photography. So we really did have sort of the number one team behind it. Wow. Amazing job. You can tell. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. I Thank got, you. I got it on Tuesday and I was like, wow, I, it's a quite an amazing book. I mean, it's, it really is something else. I would definitely it's, it's a Yeah, it's something pretty special, I think. A real keepsake for the fans, which is what I wanted it to be. So are, are you doing any events for the book? Or how, I mean, the big event was the UK Fest, but are you planning on doing anything else with it? Um, and not at the moment. There is there is talk of us possibly doing an evening event of um, sort of paying a few pounds and coming and enjoying the food and everything as well. And we were hoping to do that actually before the festival, but time just ran away with us. And so we decided to use the festival as the sort of launch of the book. Mm. And um, and so, I mean, it's just as well come out in America, as you know. Um, so we're, we're sort of umming and ahhing about doing something at the beginning of uh, next year, but nothing confirmed just yet. Yeah, really cool. So with the fest, I mean, it, you, it, it's, it really seemed like, from what we've heard from the other interviews, they had such a great time. It was Everybody. A, it was a new venue, though, right? You went, you went somewhere else this year? We did. We went to Hornsey Town Hall Art Centre, which is actually one of my favourite venues in London. And it's, um, it's run by a guy that I've known for quite a lot of years, and he's really good at what he does. And um, they've basically taken over the lease of this old 1930s Art Deco Town Hall, mm. and they're sort of turning it into an art centre. And it's perfect for what we wanted to do, because it has so many nooks and crannies and corridors and rooms. I mean, the guys that are running it have been there kind of a couple of years now, and they've still not discovered all the rooms. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just awesome. crazy. I know. And I mean, looking around it, we only use like a tiny fraction of it, and we use loads of it, you know. It's, uh, it's a beautiful building. Yeah, something good. Wow. And the Double R was there again, the Double R Club? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Double R Club were there um, as usual and doing their Twingo, their Twin Peaks Bingo, doing their burlesque, doing their Twin Peaks manicures, doing everything. Uh -huh. And we also had one of um, one of their girls. Um, you obviously see every year we have the 52-car pickup girls. And mm. um, one of them actually was our tattooist this year. She's a, she's a um, professional tattooist. Wow. And she came and joined us for the day and everybody got Twin Peaks tattoos done, including half the staff. Nice. Um, nice. And I didn't. I was supposed to be the first one to get one done and then I just got pulled everywhere uh, and I didn't even end up getting one done. If you had so done said, it, well, I'll, I'll come to the studio and yeah. do it instead. If you had done it, what, what would you have gotten tattooed on? 
Well, the thing is, um, I was because it was they were quite quick ones. I was thinking of Blue Rose, but actually, mm. if I'm going to do it, I quite like the idea of having one of the sort of Great Northern kind of totem figures on ah. somewhere. Yeah, I quite like that whole sort of look. So, I mean, yeah. I've got five already. So, wow. You know, oh wow, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I think just even the owl symbol to me would be so. That's cool. what I want. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Lindsay, I've never told Ben this, but I always thought when we ended this podcast that me and Ben would go out and get the owl symbol tattoos together. <laughs> Oh, you my. should. You should. You it should? solidify your friendship yes. for life. How cool would that be? Do you have any tattoos? Bro? I have two. Oh, see, I didn't even know this. Yeah. Wow. I, have, I have no tattoos. Oh, I well, th- I think it's time. <laughs> oh, they're great. But you get tattoo happy, you see. Once you have one, you can't stop. And every sort of couple of years, you have to have one. Yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's like an, addic- an addiction, yeah. Yeah, yeah completely. Like and, I said, I've got five. Wow. <laughs> And so there were several uh, Lynch-inspired shorts. I know that our, our friend Scott Ryan did the voyage yeah. to Twin Peaks, and we had Andreas. And, of course, Scott came. Scott came to the yeah. festival. It was so amazing <clears throat> to have him there. No. Him, him and Jen, they got big hugs from Aww. me. <laughs> Don't we have a message from Scott? He, he said um, he had an amazing time and that you are an amazing person. Yes. Oh. He, yep. he had a really Aww. good time. He had a great time. Yeah. I fooled them all. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like having uh, Ian and Chris uh, there this year? Well, I've got to tell you, they were an absolute riot. Of course, um, <laughs> Ian's been before in 2013. Yeah. He came over with Machen and Charlotte. And um, so, I mean, Ian, Ian's a friend. And so it was so lovely to have my friend here as well, you know, because um, whenever I go to L.A., I sort of try and see him as well. <sighs> and uh, and Chris, it was the first time of him being here. And, of course, he's had a, a very difficult day year this year yeah. and um and so we really wanted to show him a good time and i think he had a good time nice. <laughs> he, um, i mean you'll see the video and stuff but he had people out the audience singing on stage yes. he he was playing his guitar during the signing sessions and and then the day after the festival i took them all out um with a couple of our guys as well for a walking tour of the old city of london and we all went for a curry in brick lane together oh. it was just really nice it That's was a awesome. lovely dynamic between everybody and i think they had a really good time yeah That's That's awesome. So- Cool. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're going to get some rest, but when will you start thinking about next year? I already am. Oh. <laughs> wow. I already am. We've got a few ideas already. We're thinking that the uh, the train car might make an appearance next oh, year. That was it's so a big cool. year. Yeah. But it's quite difficult to know, and I'm sure Rob and Deanne are finding this as well with the American Fest. It's quite difficult because, you know, obviously we've got a new season about to come out. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you might plan a few things and that might turn it all on its head. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. so I guess we're going to be a bit secretive until the new season is aired, and then we'll start going right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That is awesome. You know? Yeah. But we have got a couple of ideas that we are dead set that we want to do. Um, yeah, we've got a, we've got a few sort of secrets up our sleeve. Yeah, I was really impressed from from the pictures that train car last year and the sycamore trees, and it really was yeah. something last year. So I would love, that'd be awesome if you could do that again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the plan. We do want to bring the train car back um, next year because it was so popular. And it's currently sitting in storage, bless it. <laughs> and um, but we we do want to bring that back because it it was an incredible thing that that the, the sort of carpentry and technical team achieved mm. putting that together. We were very proud of it. And will you have to go to a different venue, or you haven't really decided on that for next year? Um, not really decided at the moment. We think we're probably going to go back to the same venue, um, just mm. because of so much. There's so much that we can do to it and everything, and they're really keen to have us back. Um, you know, they're they're friends as well as you know a venue in London. We've known them a long time. Mm. Um, so we and I've worked with the guy who runs it. I've worked with him quite a few times. So we think we'll probably go back there, but nothing's set in stone at the moment. 
Yeah. Well, cool. I can't wait to hear about next year. Yeah. I, know it. I can't believe you're already thinking about that. I mean, it's, you have a year. I was thinking about it six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm oh. always one step ahead. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, a, that's a big task. I mean, for one day, and everybody said how amazing it was, how quickly it flew by mm. because they were having so yeah. much fun. And, you know, out of, what I got out of it was like, it, you know, it was two, was it two days last year? And it's yes, one, it, was. it was one day this year, but it's like, you know, I always wonder, is two days too much or is one day not enough? But it seems like yeah. people are happy no matter what you've done last year, this year, everybody's satisfied. Mm. No matter yeah. what, you could do one or two days and everybody loves it. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm, I mean, it's all to do with how we program the day and what we create, because we've always been one day until mm. last year. And then last year, for the 25th anniversary, we wanted to extend it. We wanted to do a weekend. And, you know, the way that we kind of did that was by doing the first day all about Twin Peaks. And then the second day was Twin Peaks and the Legend of Lynch. So it was kind of mm. widening that body of work and bringing Jennifer Lynch into it and everything as well. Um, so we might do something similar next year to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we are able to. What I did find, actually, this year was I programmed too much in. <laughs> I think because I was so used to doing the weekend. So, I mean, luckily I had the extra screening room you know i was trying to sort of like jolly it around because it is hard to program this festival because of the things that the peakies really like to do so mm. for example if the double r club are on you can't really schedule a signing session at the same time because the vips all want to see the double r club you know mm. so yeah. you've got to kind of you think about what it is because this this festival is for the fans it always has been so i mm. have to think about what they want to see and put myself in their shoes do you know what i mean and mm. there's you know there's ones that have been coming since 2010 since the very wow. beginning you know so they're always in my mind about their experience you know the idea is they can create their own festival with all these different areas but hopefully they'll see everything so it can be very tricky to program but i think we just about got away with it this year <laughs> <laughs> with all my crazy programming that's awesome wow it definitely sounds like it was it was a real success as it seems like every year it yeah it's yeah and one year we're gonna be there Yes. Oh, I hope you will be here. We Come said that next last year. year. I know we said it last year. May, we're right now. We're thinking 2018, maybe. Yeah, because next year we're going to go to the uh, U.S. first, and then uh, we will start saving right away yes. for the U.K. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, you you only have to pay for your flights because you will be my guest. So oh, you know, thank you. That's very kind. That's very kind. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So how can people learn more about the fest? How can they learn more about your book? Where can they order your book? Um, well, the festival, of course, our website is TwinPeaksUKFest.com. Um, so once we have more details confirmed for next year, that'll all go up on the website. Um, but for now, we're sort of being social media heavy and just keeping it all going. Um, the book you can order through Amazon. You can order through Forbidden Planet. Um, I'm not entirely sure, if I'm honest, what shops it's on sale in America. Hmm. But over here in the UK, it's at Waterstones, which is the biggest bookshop in the country. Hmm. Uh, it's at the British Film Institute. It's at Forbidden Planet. Um, it's at Foils, which is a very cool bookshop um, based in a few kind of cool cities around the UK. It's 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 a lot of places. <laughs> it's in a lot of places, yeah. and um, and it's and I got word today actually from my publisher that it's that it's selling pretty well. So awesome. we're really pleased. Yeah. And congratulations again in beating Mark Frost and selling more at the fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, poor old Mark. I hope Aww, he's okay. Yeah. He's not very well, of course. He's had to had to cancel his UK yeah. tour. Well, postpone it anyway. Right. So we send him lots of love as well. Yeah, we were hoping somehow he would, if he hadn't been sick, that he would have showed up at the fest. That we were really hoping. 
Well, he wasn't able to show up, unfortunately, in person because his we, we were talking about it. His schedule wasn't allowed, but he was going to do a little recording for us. But of course, then mm. he fell ill, so it, that mm. sort of fell through. Which I mean, his health has to come first, absolutely. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay. We really appreciate your time. And yeah. I, I, no problem. We're always so amazed at what you do, and I know all the community is is thankful for the energy that you put into each one of these uh, fests. No, oh, it's you know it's a, I, I enjoy it. It's such a pleasure, and it's so lovely seeing the same faces every year. Mm. It's it's like a little family coming oh. back together every year, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And your the food is amazing. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I think I eat too much macaroni and cheese. Oh my god! And now, I mean, this pie is so good. You can never eat too many macaroni uh, yeah. too much macaroni and cheese. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yes. <laughs> but Thank do you. the coconut cheesecake next because it's I, amazing. Next, yes. yes. <laughs> for for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that's perfect. Yeah. Next week. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, if you're going to do Thanksgiving, you've got to do um, Windermere's beer marinated pork belly. Ah, that It is good. out of this world. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, the Mr. Peace competition when the three judges are like discussing what's about to happen and everything else, and they had one of the guys who's a prop guy, but he was, you know, acting like he was being a prop guy at the Miss Twin Peaks competition and he came in with like a like a little stuff like like a taxidermy little little bambi like little deer but he carried it across the front like in front of him. <laughs> like this and they were they hadn't done that in rehearsal and we were filming and the three of us are like, we like kind of like looked and like all watched them together and I was like thinking like what is this for real? And we, of course, carried on with the scene. But those things for me were always like hysterical. Thing like late on a Friday night when you finish, when you finish like shooting something, no matter how late the last shot you do is called the martini shot because once you've done the last shot, everybody they break out the beer and the cocktails. And David's always had a beautiful neon sign that says martini shot that kind of flickers and you know sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And we got to very late on a very long late Friday and we were all sort of wrapped up in our sort of twin, sort of twin Peaks world with no news, we, nobody had cell phones from the outside world. And we just finished the last shot and there was total silence and somebody said, America has just invaded Kuwait. Now we're all standing there with our mouths open and suddenly the martini neon set. <laughs> right, flashing martini shot, martini shot. <laughs> Those things for me were very, very funny. Right? Yeah, back to Josie. Yeah, so we, we exchanged blood and uh, cut our thumbs and, and then we thought, well, let's just drink each other's blood, right? And so we did that. And then Mark said, just look like, I said, oh my God, the monitor. He says, if you move one foot to the other side, those antlers will be coming out of your head. <laughs> I said, cool, man. So we did that. That was, that, that was that, one of my favorite scenes. The other favorite scene, well, Mr. Lee, of course, in the diner, but, and one eyed Jacks up north with the girls, but uh, Nadine kicked my ass in her house. It was really good. <laughs> So I've, been, I've done a little bit of work since Twin Peaks, right? And um, and like I forgot about that stuff. And then somebody sent me a, a picture of me and Nadine in that house. I've got it on my iPhone. And um, 
If anyone wants to see it, it will be five dollars. But I'll. <laughs> but anyhow, um, and I, I remember that she kicked my rear end in that, in that in the house. It was so it was such a great, brilliant scene. So many uh, brilliant stuff and such great actors. Did, did, did either of you ever think you'd see the day when the show was coming to come back? Do you have any idea that that was going to happen? I, I, I honestly never really thought about it. So I'm not surprised, and I think it's great. And uh, both Ian and I were doing other stuff when the, when they uh, jumped off on this other thing, and uh, we're going to catch it on the back nine. It'll be cool, man. It'll be great. So to be here with you guys is really special. Um, you know, Ian and I do a whole bunch of stuff, but to be in England with uh, such a great crowd um, is really special. So give yourself a hand. So thank you, Ishbel, Andreas, Ben, Scott, and Lindsay for coming on the show. What a show it's been, what Ben. What a show. We got to go to the UK sometime. We, we've announced today that we're going to go in 2018. 2018 is our year. I think it's fair for us. That's fair. We can do we can do one fest a year, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that idea. Right? Spread we did it the out. Great we, Southern this year. We can't compete with Scott Ryan's no. Festathon. No, we can't. Yeah, never. So I think one a year is good for us. Right. Very exciting. 2018. But I, I'm really excited to see what they do next year. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to talk to everybody from the UK. And having Lindsay on, of course, always a pleasure. I highly recommend checking out her cookbook because during tonight's um, like uh, marathon podcasting for us, we did try her macaroni cheese and her mm. cherry pie, and it was amazing. It was so good. The recipes are superb. Yeah. Perfect Christmas present. For the Twin Peaks fan in your family. Yes, for sure. And I say this, this it's so much more than just recipes. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of other stuff in there that I think fans will really love. Yeah, it's a great keepsake. And there's photos from the fest and um, some great photography of everything. And just like you said, all facts and stuff. Mm. It's, it's really cool. It's a cool book. Awesome. So I want to just say thanks again to Scott Ryan for the recording of the Q&A. That was really awesome that he got that for us. Yes, it's And awesome. then we'll end it with uh, Ben Madden. Is, he recorded and from on his YouTube channel there, uh, and Entertainment Zone. He recorded M. Brulee, the Double R Club performance of the Sycamore Trees, and I thought we could end it there. And if anybody's also interested, he also has Chris uh, Mulkey. Uh, he's performing, so go check out his YouTube channel. But we'll end it with Sycamore Trees. I see you.
Thank you. 